Hey guys, can I ask you a question? How are your balls feeling right now? Are they super clean and dry? Does your partner complain or is not always willing to go downtown? If so, I've got something for you. I've just launched a new product called Down Under Comfort for my brand, Emily and Tony. It's really unique. It's a cream to tapioca powder formula that is designed to keep men fresh and clean down under or wherever they need. And girls can use it too, under their breasts, their lower back, anywhere they want to stay fresh. So help keep this podcast free and your balls dry. Use code EMILY to get 20% off your first purchase. Check them out today at emilyandtony.com. Trust me, and you're welcome. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Please do that. Check out my site because it's chock full of information for you. We've got blogs. We've got videos. We even have our mailing list that you should sign up for and get the five biggest mistakes you're making in bed if you're a man or a woman. You can choose because everyone, you know, you might be making some mistakes. You might need a little tune-up. And um, I might email you every once in a while. I won't spam you. Um, if they're actually useful, I actually got... Anderson, I'm here with Anderson. You know, I was in Vegas. I just got back from Las Vegas. Hey, girl. Hey, what's up? Holla. Holla. I got in last <laughs> night, and, like, I had a few people come up to me, and they're like, we love your newsletter. We want to emulate it. Like, people in my industry. It was a sex toy conference. It was an international laundry show. don't step off, bitch. Don't They're like, we love steal. your newsletter. I'm like, I tell people. I feel like I have a newsletter that people actually want to read because they're, like, good tips and stuff. I'm not, like, selling you crap. Um, but it was fun, Anderson. That's why I'm a little, um, might seem a little tired. I yeah, feel like energized. I was like five minutes late. Right? I was in Vegas. It was tough. I was walking <laughs> with a bunch of lingerie models and got a bunch of sex toys and stuff that I got some gifts for you all later and stuff like that. You said that last week and I walked out of here with nothing. Dude, just, I have a bag next to me, okay? I want that. So chill out. Um, tonight's show, I'm so excited for my guest. I have Shy Love in here. Let's give her a big round of applause. She's a former porn star, and now she's a successful businesswoman, author to two bestsellers, which I love the titles because every single one of my listeners, Shy, absolutely like need help. In either. Well, okay. The first one is how to catch a kitten. Yep. So I assume that's for men to try and find a kitten. It's for a men woman? trying to find beautiful women that they normally can't get. Ooh, so stepping it up. Yes. Dating out of their league. Stay completely dating out of their league. they believe their league is. Because yeah. they're limiting beliefs that they believe they can't get a hot chick. Exactly. You're going to show them how. Okay, also, I shouldn't say this is for everyone, but, you know, it's always it's easier to fall in love with a rich man than a poor man. My friend told me how to land a rich man is your other book. How to Catch a Kitten, How to Land a Rich Man. They're both on both bestsellers on Amazon. And your website is moneylovesuccess.com? Yes, it is. Okay. So, um, how to land a rich... These are so interesting. Okay, so first <laughs> of all, how did you... So, you were a porn star. Yes. You retired. How was that? <laughs> being a porn star was fun, but exhausting. Yeah. What, what do you think... You, what did you learn about sex being a porn star? Did You must have, like, learned so um, much. Like, what would honestly, be your top sex tip? Prior to porn, I didn't even know how to be sexy. Really? Um, at all. Porn kind of taught me how to be sexy and more comfortable within my own skin. Um, and then 
the person I was probably the first day and six months later was completely different because I was very open to sexuality and my own sexuality. Um, I, I think the best thing I learned was how to give the best blowjob. Really? All. Every man I've ever given a blowjob to said it is the best they've ever had. Okay, that hasn't happened to me. So tell me <laughs> the tip. What, I love asking, but what is your tip? Why do you think what? What is it? Um, what do you do? Give me the tips. Well, one, um, I make sure teeth are very important not to be involved. So please learn not to do that. No teeth. Um, Check. I do a lot of massaging with my tongue um, from the shaft up. While you're going like up and down? While I'm going up you and use down. use your tongue. Okay. And I massage. And you then, massage with your tongue. What yes. do you mean exactly? So it's kind of like you take your tongue and you just like massage it like. Hold on. I have a chocolate penis here. Maybe <laughs> we should give her one. I got it from the shelf. That's one of my, I really do. But you massage the bottom of the penis with your tongue. And right. then uh, most girls think that, you know, it's just taking your hands and going like, you know, back right. and forth. With your hand. And, and it's not. Down. It's about how much spit you can get into your hand and moving it in a circular motion as right. you're basically pushing your mouth moving in. Moving the circular motion at the bottom. Uh, no, the, from the, the top up from to the down. top to the bottom the twisty, as right. you're going down and as you're going up. Okay, right. And then use your tongue, swirl it around, do massage, all yep. that, and make sure it's wet. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how do you feel about the balls? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Do you play with them always or does it depend on the guy? Um, I think it depends on the guys. Some guys don't like it and some guys do. It's true. Some guys are like, stay away from my freaking yeah, balls. They don't want it to be touched. I know. You don't know. You got you to feel it out. No uh, intended. Sometimes you just try it and they're like, you can see when they kind of nudge away and you're like, okay. How about <laughs> hygiene? How do you feel about men who maybe are down there are not as clean? Does that ever happen to you? Uh, no. It never happens in porn, right? Because you all shower before. Everybody like is it? completely showered, and I am a massive germaphobe. Right. So um, if I'm with a guy and there's anything wrong, the moment I go there, I'm like, "You need to go in a shower because this is not going to happen like this." Right. I have no it's shame true. in it because I I actually created a product that I'm going to give to you. It's called Down Under Comfort. It's for men and for women, and it's a cream. It's like deodorant for your down under parts. Men can put it on their balls. Women can put it between, between their legs because we sweat. We get dirty. Like, aren't there? Like, what about in your personal life? Aren't there people you dated? I know you're married now, but like, you're just like really like you showered this morning. Like, but you're not fresh now. Anyway, I'll give it to you. Down under. It's I don't a know. Tomorrow. I first, it's so weird because I've, every time I've been in a relationship, I immediately marry the guy. So it's kind of <laughs> like my thing. Um, so I've never like just randomly been with a whole bunch of guys in my personal life, um, but. I would literally always have afternoon sex. After like, what? Afternoon like sex? instead of doing lunch where right. people would go to work. Like and and this is like even when I was an accountant before I even got into porn, um, I would leave instead of going to lunch for my hour. I would go and have sex wow, in the car afternoon with my delight. husband. I lo- oh my god! How so, long have you guys been together? My husband and I nine and a half years. Oh my god, that's great! Do you yeah. guys have sex in the afternoon? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> what is this? Okay. So, but what is the secret to that success? Um, well, the good thing is my husband and I are not together all the time. He travels and I travel. And I think the biggest part of most relationships is that people believe that a girl and a guy need to be together all the time. That's just like a recipe for disaster. If you're not on top of each other and you both have your separate lives, even though you're together, you're still dating. In yeah. nine and a half years, I'm still dating my husband. I 100% agree with you. I, I think that we are told in this culture that you need to become one. You need to live together every day, share everything, no, not have secrets. That's not sexy. That's no, not, that's, that's not, not sexy. Conducive. That's needy. That's needing something, not wanting it. And the rule of a relationship is the moment you need it instead of wanting it, then that's going to be the end and exactly. the demise of your relationship. So you're both really independent and yeah. you have time apart. I think that yeah. I always feel like my friends who have who husbands or the wives travel, either one, that, that their relationships or even people on my show that seems to be stronger, like you need the time away yeah. so you can miss each other. So there's excitement. Yeah. 
which is what we do. I mean, he leaves for five weeks and he'll show up and I'm like, oh my God, it's great to have you here. And then we're like little fuck bunnies and having right. fun all day long. And then I'll leave and then I'm like, okay, see you later. And then I come home and it's so. Because you keep it going. Because we're told, again, like you're supposed to become one, but that like, that's because we have this drive for security as well. But that drive for security squashes all the passion. I because would Because passion is un- unpredictability and it's the newness and the freshness and the missing and the long... You've perfect yeah. formula. Yeah, it's a perfect formula. And we have and a role. And great blowjobs. Yeah, and we have a role like, you know, he calls home to speak to the kids and the nannies put him on with the kids and stuff like that. But I only speak to him maybe once a day for like five minutes when he's gone out of town. Um, so that way we're really, really missing each other. So you're and not like texting all day. I or... do not. We barely text. We barely call each I other. Think I think that's really bad. not bad. I, I think that we overdo it now in today's culture because we can text. We, we have this expectation that we're in a relationship. We need to be texting the whole time. We need to be sending pictures. We need to be flirting. And yeah, I, distance is good. I think when you're first dating and you're in that honeymoon period, yeah, you're going to do the cutesy texting, being sexy about it because you're trying to draw the guy in and wheel him in so you can snatch him. But once you're past that, it's at that point you have to decide at that. You just look like you're desperate once you get to that certain point in your relationship. You're consistently texting like, do you not trust me that you have to text me all the time? You know, do you not have your own personal life that you have to be attentive to me all day long? And that's why people get bored and they move on. It's so true. It's like mm-hmm. you got to get it. Like people, and a lot of times the things that people are most attracted to might be your independence and that you're doing something that you or how you are in your life when they meet you. And then people tend to change when they get in relationships and they're no longer that person. They become needy. They become attached. So don't give up your life for anyone when you start dating them or ever. Just keep your independence going because that's the thing that is the sexiest thing about you. I would agree. Maintain your independence and your life, but you can still have a successful marriage like you do. So you went from porn into, then what made you leave porn? Was there? Um, There was nothing bad. I mean, the business was great. I still get along with everyone. Um, It was just, I wanted to get married, have kids, and I just couldn't see myself being It's kind of hard to juggle it all, yeah. Being a porn star. First, my husband wants to know that his wife is going to set and having sex with random people and then going home, and that's just not going to work. No, not with men. As a mother, I just didn't feel that it was my place to do that and then you go home and you kiss your kid in the mouth right. or you're or you're afraid to drink out of the same bottle with them it's, I, yeah, I didn't want any of those experiences so I told myself the day I wanted to get married and have kids it would be my end. and then you met your man how'd you meet him he built a house for me oh he did yes he wow, was my that's contractor. Hot. was he physically building it no yeah, he, he, he was my developer so you watched my him house. like putting up the bricks and stuff or whatever yeah. contractors do that's hot <laughs> I'd marry I'd marry someone building something for me I just want someone to put up a shelf in my bathroom maybe I'll marry that guy you know what's funny is I married him and he back at if you want to do some handy work maybe I'll marry you yeah no my husband doesn't do that anymore now he goes and says I'm just going to hire someone they can do it I'm like <laughs> But you build a whole house for me. He goes, yeah, and that's what I can pay someone else to do it. I don't have time exactly. for it. Exactly. No, that's true. You get to a certain point where you can hire people, which is good for <laughs> everything. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Um, okay. So I want to talk about well, – we'll get back to some sex things, tips in a minute. But I also want to I'm tell you we have a, a special doctor calling in in a little bit. For a few minutes, um, Dr. Levine – and he is Dr. Lawrence Levine, and he's going to be talking about he, – he is an expert on male sexual issues. I hate the word dysfunction. It kind of bothers me. It's labeling things. But some men have erectile dysfunction or they have issues with you know staying hard or not staying hard or – and just a lot of different treatments for, for men having issues with their penises. So we're just going to talk to him for a few minutes in a little bit. But that's uh, – I just wanted to give you guys an update on what's coming up. Okay. So tell me about your books. How did you get to – okay, let's talk about – how to catch a kitten. Okay. How to catch a kitten. Why do you think that men... I mean, there are so many people out there 
teaching men different tricks. Uh, the high yellers, the whole pickup artist community. There's the, you know, like how to just land, you know, the ones that are, who are like get our number and sleep with that night, like seductive things. And then there are ones who are like be a better man. And you know, like, what is your theory for men about in your book, How to Catch a Kitten? Tell me your philosophy, but also I want to know why you think it is after that men have such a hard time um, finding women. I think men have a problem finding women because they're insecure with themselves or insecure with confronting someone and, and hearing the rejection. And they rather just not confront the girl than to hear no. Right. And I think that fear so causes a lot of guys to think that a girl's not up to par. Like, they're not up to par for that girl and that girl's way above them. Um, and I think that's where the biggest problem comes in. Um, but... The reason why my I think my PUA stuff is a little bit different because I'm not going to call it a pickup artist right. thing is I wrote it in the perspective of a woman. And what I did was I took all of my secrets of what men have done to me or what ha- had been what done to my girlfriends and that actually worked. And I'm not saying that these relationships were the best and I'm not saying it didn't last for a long time or anything like that. But it was just some really crazy things that they did. And I realized that the reason why it worked is because as women, we say one thing. But in reality, we go for the opposite of what we say. And unfortunately, the way to get a woman is to make it seem like she's basically nothing that she's not that important that she's, really so you believe in that whole like disser like, i don't kinda... think no there's there's a thing between dissing i don't think you should ever diss a woman um but it's like for instance you go to a bar you see a girl she's really hot all these guys are giving her attention at the bar you really want to talk to a girl you don't know what to do so you go in there and you're like excuse me do you mind if i squeeze in there and you order the drink, and she's sitting there wondering, why hasn't this guy talked right, to me? Right, because she knows she's hot. Every she guy knows she's hot. Out. All these guys are checking me out. And he might sit there and have this drink an entire time, not even act like she exists. That's going to get her more attracted to him than the guy who sits there and says, hey, by the way, my name is... Right, and can I get you a drink? Or, hey, exactly. what, what are you doing here? Where are you so from? So it's not about dissing girl. It's about making her feel that maybe there's something wrong with her because you're not giving her the attention wow. she's used so, to. Wow, it seems so tricky, though. But So you think for you, when a man... Because you're a beautiful woman, so you had so many men that, that, that were always hitting on you that you, you thought... Because I, I think about yeah. this, too, sometimes I think... Who are the guys that, that, why did they, I mean, so many men, who are the ones that, like, got in? Like, why? What, I've thought about this, too, like, to tell my, like, what do they do? So, for you, it was the guys that maybe they seem more mysterious, or they seem like they had more as much going on as you, or they... The mysterious guys and the ones that are harder to get are usually the challenge that I love, and that's what I go after. Okay. I want the guy that doesn't want me. Because it just it's more of a thrill. But do you think every woman feels that way? Like I love every guys who want me. You know, but I don't you, if they don't want me, like I'm like I don't want to like, chase you. I'm not if you don't not, want me, look at me, buddy. You but don't it's want not me. don't want you in a way that they don't think you're hot. It's like they're not giving you the problem with They're not pre- doing the typical line. Yeah. This is the thing. The they're problem not like staring with pretty at your women yeah. is that pretty women know that they're pretty. They're hearing it all the time. So for them, when you give them a compliment, it's just like a brush over the shoulder, whatever. Right. You know, I've already heard this before. Right. So what do you do when you're trying to get the attention of a woman who's already acting like this? Because unless you were ugly when you were a kid and then you became pretty, then you're more understanding to a guy. And you're like, you know what? It's a pleasure to meet you and you're respectable in that manner. But if you're just naturally pretty and you've been pretty your whole life, usually it's a little bit more difficult to confront those girls. So were you always a pretty girl? No, I was an ugly duckling. You were? I was extremely ugly. I can't imagine. You guys got to check this out. We're doing a video, a little video after the show and some pictures. If you want to check it out, it'll be on our website or our YouTube channel. Um, Really? So to what age, when did you blossom? 
At about 22. Okay. And then you felt pretty, but you had all those I years I didn't still of... feel pretty. I felt better looking. Right. Did and you work on it or did you just go uh, into yeah, it? Yeah, I worked on it. Yeah. It's got contacts, took off braces. Right. Got a boob right. job. <laughs> the, the boob job, right. I feel like I just moved to LA. I should probably do that soon. Maybe <laughs> next weekend I'll schedule that. Um, I totally get it. So, okay, that's interesting. So pretty women, this is, so let's talk about this for a minute because I feel like it is true. I've thought about it. Like the guys who... Because every guy, to me, I go to a bar, they all look the same, or I'm out at a party, like, okay, he's talking to me because he thinks I'm hot, and I'm not, uh, but the guy who's something interesting or intriguing that's just different, or it's not just like, hey, we're, you know, you look, you're so pretty, you're so, I love your eyes, but they're like, challenge you in a way, or they it's say something that's interesting. So besides just being like the aloof guy at the bar, what else do you tell them as far as conversation starters? Um, Typically, I tell guys the worst place to pick up a girl, believe it or not, is nightclub. I mean, I don't think that's yeah, the, I, I don't think that's an appropriate. Place I always to pick say up bar, a girl. but it is not. A, it's um, not the best place. I don't think it's. What well, I usually say the biggest, the best pickups sometimes is airports, um, because you're sitting down, you see a pretty girl, you're going to be sitting there anyway to get on that plane. And I'll tell you, the best pickup I've ever had was in an airport. <laughs> really? What happened? Yeah. There was this really cute guy, and he comes up to me, and he's like, do you know how long are this flight's um, delayed? I'm like, well, they just said 20 minutes, but this is the third time they've changed it. And he's like, okay, thank you so much. And then he sat next to me, and he's just on his phone doing whatever he's doing and totally not even talking to me. And then he goes, the flight got delayed by another 20 minutes. He goes, I just want to go grab a drink. Um, do you mind watching my bag? Right. And I'm like, yeah, not a problem. Um, and then he goes, do you want me to grab you a drink as well, That's... maybe while I'm doing this? And it wasn't like he was forcing himself, right. but he was just being polite. And I'm like, okay, so this guy's asking me to watch his bag. He's asking for a drink, but he's not flirting with right. me. He's not asking me my number. What? It's unclear what? right now. It's like, right. He's what married. is going right. on here? He's gay. Right. And I'm like, I was confused by it, but it made me want to have a conversation with him. Right. And he and I are really good friends now, which is funny. Um, but... He that was one of his pickup ways. It was never. Did the, he ever admit that that he yeah, knew? He admitted, for, he's, he's like, I thought of, you were so smoking hot. I sat there on oh, my phone for ten moment, minutes. He says, I looked at you from across. When I, as soon as I saw you, I knew I wanted to talk to you and everything else, and totally was like wanting me. And that was one of his pickups. Right, it totally worked because he was it, casual. He wasn't obsessive. He wasn't like no. nervous. He wasn't staring at you for ten minutes for went over and, and talked to you because he wasn't about me. Right, it intrigued me more to want to know more about him, and we ended up talking the entire flight. And we had one kiss, and then um, I think we ended up going to an event together, and I was like, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, I'm like, I think we're better off as friends. You want to be my wingman, and right. I'll be your wingwoman oh, kind of thing. That's good when you can And that's what it came out to be, because we were way too similar, and it was right. weird to have someone be identical to you. Right. He was like the male version of me, and I was like, okay, dude, I don't think Some I Some people I, want that. I, I don't want that at all. I, I'm like, I do want not that. want to date me. I don't. I, I wouldn't want to date I, I killed myself yeah. if I dated exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> me too. I mean, Jesus. I almost killed myself. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, so, so what other things work then? Like, let's say guys, like, I always say Starbucks, because that's a great place in the morning. You're waiting in line for coffee or wherever you get coffee. If it's at Starbucks, I don't care. But- what about just like if you notice a woman in line, like what do you do? Um, if you notice a woman in line, she's right in front of you. You can easily just say, do you know how long you've been waiting here? I'm just trying to check. Exactly. Keep notice, it more. Observe something observe that's going on. Observe the situation. Make the conversation something generic that the girl has to answer whether she wants to or not because right. otherwise she's being rude. Right. So then she'll be able to say, well, you know, I've been waiting here for five minutes. It's not really long wait. And he goes, oh, thank you so much. And by then she actually looks at him and says, okay, right. you know what? This guy... 
It's right, cute. exactly. I like him. And then it leads into more conversation. Exactly. The best way is not to do pickup lines. The best way is to be as natural and as casual and make it a generic conversation regarding what's happening in the, around the surroundings. And in that way, the girl doesn't feel like you're picking her up, and that will intrigue her more. Exactly. I totally agree. And the other thing that men can do, so you know, you guys, this show is free. I love bringing you all the show, but if, so I can keep doing it every week, twice a week. But this show is brought to you by Max for Men, because this is another thing that can help men. It's a product line all about increasing male pleasure, attraction, and performance. So if you use coupon code EMILY25, you get 25% off at Max for Men. That's Max, the number four men.com they have this like pheromone cologne and it's like paraben free sugar free and it's like a sex attractant and it it is and i have so they also have another brand called crazy girl and i put it on at the conference this weekend and i'm telling you like i'm like pheromones whatever i don't know every guy was like you smell amazing and like guys they weren't just hitting it they were like in the elevator with them like you smell amazing so max attract pheromone cologne is also great and their products are really reasonably priced max shave gel max oral sex gel they have really cool products max for men the number four and use coupon code emily25 and you get 25 percent off so if they're wearing that cologne women might just fall over them but also you said something interesting earlier when you said that men are so afraid of rejection mm-hmm. and i was actually talking about this i was driving back from vegas with my assistant lauren i was saying it's so interesting that the only men that we meet because she's a hot she's a hot smart chick but i'm just like no it's funny it's the guy because in this business i've learned it's the guys that have the balls to talk to us like there's a whole bunch of really nice guys that we might actually want to date and be with but they're so goddamn afraid of rejection to talk to us they're nervous once they got past that we might find out we might love them but there's like so many men who are paralyzed with fear about talking to women saying the wrong thing and it's like it is the rejection. So maybe the first times you few times you talked with the airport or at the coffee shop or at lunch you fumble, but you get bad. It's practice. If you, do it, times, you do it enough times, it right. will naturally come, and you won't even know you're doing it. Exactly. So you'll just at naturally first, do it. You'll get rejected two, three, four times. Trust me, it is going to teach you what got to reject it, so that you know the tactics for the next. Exactly. And you get better. Rejection makes you stronger. Like that, which does not kill you, makes you stronger. I mean, I know that being in their team business, I I get rejected all the time. Like if I don't get rejected, I'm shocked. And even when something good happens, I'm like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. No, not that I'm negative. Just, you know, it's tough. So you, but but I've learned that I get over it. Like if things happen, they happen. If they don't happen, they don't happen. I have a rule to always look for the worst so that when the best happens, (laughs) you can take the enjoyment of it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you look for the worst, but I always look like but everything's okay now. If that happens, it'd be great. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But yeah, you could also think of the worst. I think too. of the worst. I'm like, okay, it's probably not going to happen. So who cares? And then when right. it does happen, it's like, oh my God, it actually happened. Right. Right. You're like, wow. Exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> so in your book, so how to catch a kitten. So you teach them how to approach the woman. Oh, you teach them how to approach the woman and then you teach them how to, um, and then what? Like you go through the whole, is it more about just approaching? No, the book goes from approaching how to maintain the relationship, um, whether you want it just for one night stand or if you want it for a full relationship relationship. So it goes from everything and it gives you all the taxes on how to keep the girl and how to make sure that she stays yours. Ooh, okay. I yeah. want to get to that in a minute. But first, we have our special caller. We have Dr. Levine on the phone and he is a specialist from Chicago. Hey, Dr. Levine, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay, we're waiting for Dr. Lawrence Levine, and he's going to talk about um, treatments for premature ejaculation. He's, he's actually a specialist um, from Chicago, and he is – I'm trying to find his brother. So he is um, 
professor in the Department of Urology at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, Illinois. He's made a substantial contribution to the medical press in the form of peer-reviewed articles, book chapters. He talks about dysfunction, fertility, um, Peyronie's disease, which we're going to get into, male sexual dysfunction, which, you know, a lot of our listeners, have you been with a man who had some dysfunction? Maybe he... In porn, yes. Oh, my God, really? Like, in, how so? What does he do? On set, yeah. Does he come too quickly? Not enough? Um, there have been guys who've come too quickly, or you're even doing softcore, which means you're not even in penetration, and it's, oops. Um, there's been guys who can't even get it up at all. Right. They can't get it up. They, they, they can't they get it up, and then it goes. I mean, there's so much. And men just, like, I mean, think about, you know, Viagra. It's been huge. But I'm sure, does every guy in porn take Viagra? Um, they take Viagra, Cialis, and then some injection. I forgot what it's called. Yes, I just heard about this injection. Yeah. I think it's not good for you. I don't think so. No. But they still do it. But that's why Dr. Dr. Levine, are you there with us? Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for calling into Sex with Emily. I'm delighted at last. I know. I'm so glad to talk to you because you do very important work. Well, thank you. You I do. Think you do too. Well, thank you. I mean, the penis. Let's talk about it. There's these people. People have issues. Men. They don't want to ask for directions when they're lost, and they don't want to talk to anyone about their penis issues. So, I love that you have, among all your accomplishments, you've done a lot of important work around male sexual dysfunction, um, and Pironi's disease, and you've just, you know, fertility, everything. Right. So. Um, but I was wondering, like, if you, yeah, talk to us about some of your latest uh, findings. Well, you know, it's one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about tonight was something that uh, I'm seeing more and more of in my practice, and I think we're seeing more and more of uh, in the medical literature. There seem to be more and more doctors who are interested in it because men are coming forward with premature ejaculation. Right. It's certainly not an uncommon problem, uh, and maybe even two to three times more common than ED. Yeah, I know. It's Yeah, exactly. Why do you think that is? Is it because they're coming forth more, or do you think there's a reason why there's we're hearing more about it? Well, I think people are getting more and more relaxed about talking about these things. I mean, sex is important. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's... I think we can live without it, but I think most of us would rather not. Exactly. Uh, and it, it certainly is a, a, a critical part to, I think, any man's and uh, also woman's life. Uh, and as a result of, I think, the whole opening of, of uh, society with respect to what happened with Viagra years ago, I think this is uh, just the next thing in line that's coming forward. Um, you know, I think that, that men who have had this problem uh, have... Uh, been suffering in silence, sort of like ED was 20, 30 years right, ago. Right, right. And now we have this uh, some opportunities to be able to offer treatment to these fellas um, and, and, you know, if they right. want to come forward. Now, they don't have to necessarily go to the doctor. Um, you know, there's a new product that uh, I've been delighted to be able to offer to my patients, and I've seen some, you know, remarkable results. Uh, and this product's called Promescent. Right, right. We've talked. Yeah, Promescent's amazing. That's why I'm glad because they told me about you. I was like, oh, my God, because I talk about Promescent on the show all the time because oh, great. I always get premature people calling in about it. I'm like, you know, because, yeah, Promescent, it's a you explain what I explain it, but you're a doctor. So, you'll, you know, how would you explain it? <laughs> well, I'm sure you can do it, too. I can, but I like when other people say things because they've yeah. heard me talk well, about it for months because I've used it I, I mean, with men. Like, it's amazing. So, what do you tell me? Your... Promescent is a, is a very simple product. It is a patented type of lidocaine spray and what that means is that it's not just straight lidocaine because anybody can smear some lidocaine jelly or something on on themselves and maybe make them numb uh, but it wouldn't necessarily do what we want this product to do and that is to 
sort of decrease the signal uh, that's going to the brain that ultimately activates the ejaculatory reflex. So by slowing that process, maybe giving a little bit more control, a man will be able to reach uh, orgasm ejaculation uh, more when he wants to right. uh, and uh, you know, do it together with, with, his, uh, with his partner. Uh, the product is, is lidocaine, but used in a, or, uh, yeah, used in a way that is um, uh, a special technology that makes it so that it is more apt to be absorbed down to the level of the skin where we want it, not just on the surface. We want right. the nerves down below to receive this drug. Right. And I think the advantage to it uh, very clearly is that it doesn't transfer to the partner. Right, like the... she's not going to get, she's not going to feel anything. Right. She won't even know he's using it. That's the thing. If you wait well, like 10 minutes, she doesn't have to know. That's correct. I mean, it, it's, it's um, uh, you know, it, it's sprayed on two or three sprays is usually all that's necessary. I've had men who have needed more, but not many. Uh, and... Uh, uh, this can be done 10 minutes, 15 minutes beforehand. It can be wiped off if there's anticipated oral sex because it might right. have a little bit of a taste and they might not want that. True. Uh, but, uh, and then they can simply adjust the dose to what works best for them. It right. doesn't have to be used every day. Right. Uh, and, and you can use it right away. You can decide. But here's my question for you, though. So the thing about premature ejaculation is it's not only like if you're a minimat. It's like you could also be like you're because most women take like, you know, between what, 14, 18 minutes of an orgasm. And if most if it, even if you take six to eight minutes, you're not going to be able to go with your partner. So if even if you just want to last double what you last, you want to last 12 minutes or, you know, something like that, that would be a great way to use it, too, for like the, the orgasm gap, kind of close well, that, that gap. This is important because there's a lot of guys out there who are, you know, quote, normal. Uh, and normal for a man might be three to seven minutes. And like you say, women might be much, much longer, right. the so-called arousal gap, you know, so she's left hanging and he's all done. Uh, so there are ways, of course, to make that happen uh, better in terms of how one engages in sexual activity. But if it is too quick for a man just because he wants to be long, longer, there's no harm in using this. Right. Uh, it's not prescription. I think that's the other important point is that if a man wants to get this right away, they go online to promescent.com and right. they can order it. I know. I love it. I love it's, it's been amazing because that's the thing is that there's no other – because for years this has been coming up for me. The reason why I love this product because I feel like um, that they're really – you know, you tell people men to do kegels. You tell them to do the, 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 the you know, the, the stamina training and – all this stuff, but a lot of times it's just it's just a mixture of like psychological. It's a lot of things going on, and it's just. Did you find before this promescent that you were able to help men? Like, what would you tell them to do if well, they don't want to take promescent? Good question. I mean, the only thing we had was off-label use of uh, antidepressant medication. Oh, that's the worst. I can't believe they give that. They, and it works for men, I know, but then you're like have all these side effects. Right. You'd be nauseated. You can actually have difficulty getting an erection. You can have sleeping issues. Right. You can't um, ejaculate. I have a lot of guy friends. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're taking like Prozac because you jack. Yeah, it's a problem for men. It can be. Right. So this gives, this actually keeps things much more on a normal level. Uh, and and uh, not having to take a pill every day or to take a pill several hours before anticipated activity. This is, you know, it doesn't, you know, work that well. Uh, and I think, you know, that this was what the uh, advantage was. You know, I had one patient for many years. He would come in. He was, uh, he wasn't even a minute man. He would oftentimes ejaculate even before gaining. He just interest. like walked in the door and started, yeah. Boom, yeah. 
and the you know poor guy he was a, a prominent fellow here in, in Chicago and a, you know mature normal guy uh, and every year he would come, come in and say what's new Larry would get anything else for me uh, and I started using this product and I said geez let's try this and two weeks later he called me up and he was so excited because he was going from being like a three-second guy to now being a two-minute guy. And so for him, that was huge. Yeah, he's and like, wow, two minutes. Weeks. She even so knew I even got my penis inside her, and she, yeah, that's amazing. And then right. what happened? Well, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it was enormous for this fella. Uh, and, of course, what I also see with patients is that they oftentimes report that as, you know, they continue to use the product, they find that they can last longer and longer. So to your point earlier, you know, for a fellow who's five minutes and, and, and that's okay, but he wants to be, you know, Superman right. there and so carry it on longer because, hey, it's fun. Um, he, he has the opportunity to do that, you know, without remorse, without causing, causing right. himself any harm. Right, exactly. That's good. I love this. And you're doing so. So what is your best advice for a woman who's dating a man with premature ejaculation? Like, like, should she bring it up? Like a lot of times, guys, and I've shy love here. She's here. She's also she's a foreign porn star. She writes and gives advice to men and women about dating and stuff. But like, what should how should women handle it? Like, it's kind of awkward. You just you don't want because a lot of times guys don't want to talk about it. So what do you think that is a women's? Business? Hey, babe, it's okay. But here's a solution for you or well, I think that's that's a good start. Um, yeah, and I think that, fine with that it, sort uh, of. really, I, I, you know, being supportive is certainly going to be a lot better than being, you know, uh, critical and diminutive and and uh, making the guy feel more embarrassed than he probably already is. Uh, and so, um, being you know, starting with the supportive idea and saying, listen, you know, my, my you know, I just we just love having sex together, and I and, and I just want to make it even that much more. Uh, you know, happy and successful and, and enjoyable. Uh, so maybe we should uh, you know, talk to somebody. Right. Or we can go online. I mean, she can just order him a bottle of permescent. Order him a bottle. <laughs> nice happy step. birthday, babe. <laughs> um, no, that's great. That's good because I feel like I'm glad to hear that men are coming forward more. I mean, I feel like. You know, because I've been doing this for eight years, and I feel like it has been a topic that just more, you know, there's like different trends or things that are coming up. And this is another one like that we hear about because there just hasn't been a solution. So, well, thank you for all your good work, Dr. Lawrence Savine. Is there a place that people can find you if they want to learn more about all of your amazing work? Sure. Um, you can, uh, my, uh, I think I have a website, but uh, yeah. my uh, office phone number is 312 and you can look me up uh, online at uh, uh, Lawrence with a U, Lawrence A. Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E. Um, we'll have it all on my website as well. Great. I have, um, and I have Euro Partners as one of your websites too. Euro Partners is uh, part of the big group that I'm in. And maybe next time we can uh, talk about Peyronie's disease because that's one of my... Oh, I wanted to talk about that as well. Next okay. time, is there anything, could we, could we get like a quick a quick rundown on it? Is right that, now? Yeah. Right well, Sure. Uh, you know, Peyronie's is um, for, um, well, for men who don't know, it is a uh, deformity of the penis uh, that is uh, caused by a scarring process, uh, typically triggered by some type of injury. Now, most of the time that when a man remembers the injury, it's a sexual injury, uh, but 80% of the men I see don't recall any event that really did it. And that's because the pressures can be so high in the penis during sexual activity, they don't even know. It could be one of those, oh, ow, ow, right. kind of thing, and then they carry on. Wow. And then within sometimes days to months later, they'll start noticing a deformity. I operated on two men today. Wow. Pardon me, with Peyronie's. One had an 85-degree curvature, 
and the other had about a 65-degree curvature up and then to the left with a twist and narrowing, and he was hinging all over. Uh, and these were guys with normal erections that just had, unfortunately, developed this problem. And it develops over time. So something happens, they don't treat it, and then it gets worse over time? Yeah, sometimes if the problem is is that we don't. Most people don't know what to do. Uh, most doctors don't know what to do, uh, and there is some evidence to suggest that getting things started early, once the deformity starts, can help prevent progression. Uh, and if you can stop it early, you might be able to not need to have anything further done. Unfortunately, uh, some men uh, will just march on right through the process until the, the scarring stabilizes. So how can they find it? What are some signs real quick that men, in case they, they don't know if they have it or not, Pyronies Well, when it, it's only seen when they have an erection. Okay. So in the erect state, if the penis is curving any direction, most commonly upward, but it can go sideways or downward, they can have indentations. So the normal caliber of the shaft of the penis can have indentations in it, uh, like a, a wasting of sorts, okay. like an hourglass thing, uh, and the penis may buckle. Sometimes it's associated with uh, erectile problems as well, diminished rigidity. Oh, okay. And in the early phase, a lot of men will also have pain uh, when they get an erection. But the key finding is, 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 that, is that shape change in the penis. And okay. probably one of the most devastating of all of these uh, changes in shape is shortening. I have not met a guy yet in 30 years of practice who's come into my office and said, hey, doc, make my penis shorter. Right. Not one oh, guy. that's the worst thing. I think if men's penis are getting shorter, they'd be coming to your office in droves. Jesus, well, your, yeah. and, and, your phone's going to start ringing now. And, uh. <laughs> and this, is, this is truly something that uh, is devastating for the man uh, and it can be devastating for the couple. So not only is it a physical problem, but it can be psychologically quite uh, quite disturbing. Okay. Uh, and there's, there's no cure, unfortunately, uh, but there are some new treatments uh, that uh, have recently um, come out. Uh, there was a drug that was uh, approved back in December okay. called Zyaflex, and this is something which is only administered by specialists in the field, but it's basically an enzyme which is injected into the scar tissue, which helps break it down and can help correct the deformity. Okay. Got it. And you've worked on all this. You've done a lot of work on this. I have. Okay. Well, everyone can find you on our website. Dr. Lawrence Veen, thank you so much for calling in Sex with Emily. I appreciate it. Okay. Have, have a great night. night. Thank you. Bye. I figure every once in a while, maybe next week we'll have like a gynecologist call in. You know, we'll have you give people information on their parts. So Actually, there are a couple suffer. of guys in the business like that. Yeah. Then they perform with it. With They have, they have, they have the curved penis. Too, the but curved I think penis. the curved penis is fine. It's a curved penis with like a weird... No, I'm talking about... There's two guys that I know that literally is beyond the normal curve. Oh, my God. We should call Lawrence Levine. Seriously. <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk about more about your um, how to catch a kitten. So so you teach them the approach. So is it – so they could – on your website, do you, do you work with these men one-on-one? You have a book. I mean, or do they buy your book and it walks well, through it? Well, the website has multiple things that it offers. You can buy the book. Um, um, you can also, if you don't want to go into the actual seminar – um, you can do a, you can watch the video of the seminar. Okay. So you can purchase that, or you can go to a live seminar that I set up, or Fine. you can do one-on-one consulting and um, work one-on-one with, with you. Me okay. So what do you find is the biggest? So it, it, so I always say this too. It comes down to confidence. You got to be confident. And there's some men like you know, good-looking, smart, well-traveled, you know, successful, but they just can't. So is this? 
I mean, it must be hard. They come to you because they're probably like in this desperate or they can't break because they're like, I need help. I know this is a problem. I can't talk to women, right? Um, Usually, you know what's so funny? I can do everything else, but, you know. A lot of the guys at first, they're very uncomfortable. They're like, I'm going to go to her and ask her about how to build up a relationship. But what I've done is I've actually posted place in places actual people that I've actually worked on. And then some people, it's changing their entire look uh, because they just... They might need a makeover. They need a makeover and they don't know what to do. Some people, they don't need the makeover and they're well put together, great jobs, but they just don't have the game or know what to say. So then I teach them um, the way to approach girls. And with them, I typically take them to a restaurant or bar or cafes and stuff. And I test them out in the actual field. You're like, go talk to her now. Or they're probably so nervous at first. I've seen guys. At first, they are nervous, but after a while, they start getting more comfortable. Um, Usually, when I do that, usually about the fourth, fifth time the guy confronts someone, it, it works. It works. He's got it down. So and this he is, guys, you might be rejected. Just know that you're going to be rejected. Pretend 20 times before it's good. Let's just say to people, it's fine. You'll live. You're not going to die. If you go out at night and you approach, let's say five to 10 girls anticipate 50% of them are yeah. going to turn you down. It's fine. And it's you okay. Lived. You went home, you fell asleep. You woke it's up better to ask five to see which one's going to say, yeah, than exactly. to not ask any and then go home alone. Anyway. Exactly. And then you feel bad. <laughs> you beat yourself up. Okay. But you also talk about that, which I like that it's not just getting the woman, the hot chick, but then how to keep her, how to have a relationship. So what are some of your tips for that? Like, um, cause a lot of these other people teach like, here's how you get the number. Here's how you get laid. But you're like, no, here's a holistic process about, you know, what's funny is one of the parts that I put in there is and we talked a little bit about it earlier we as women say we want a guy who's attentive to us and we want him to text us and we want him to do calls to us and everything else but when a guy calls us too quickly it's like oh oh yeah really like Like, you're calling me again you already called me again wow and or you'll go and you send a text and you see someone texting you really fast and we say we like it but then when it happens like God, how many times is this guy going to text me? Exactly. I mean, he just dropped me off from dinner and now he's texting me immediately. So we have a tendency to do that. So I give the tactics of when it's okay to call a girl, when it's okay to text message her so that he can time limit everything so he's not so needy. Because as much as women say they want those things, they don't. They don't. We don't. The second, I met a guy this summer at a party and he, I met him that night, gave my number, thought he was fine, interesting. He texted me that night to make sure I got a home, home okay, which is like a good tactic. Like I met him at a party, like just to check, are you okay? But then in the morning, he called me, left a message, texted me, and sent me an email. That's too much. I was like, I deleted him faster than I could even, you know, before I even brushed my teeth that morning. I was like, really? Relax. And the thing is, a lot of guys think, well, I'm in a relationship. This is normal. No, it's not normal to want. It's like when a woman consistently knows that a guy's going to always call her, he's right. always she feels like, okay, I already have this in the back, but what if there's someone better out there? Right. So I already know I have him. I'll keep him on the sidelines, and then I'm going to go look for Mr. So right. So he's like Mr. Nice Guy, friend zone, whatever. He turns into dumped. a friend zone. Um, so basically, I teach him all the tactics to make sure he doesn't fall in the friend zone and how to keep her so that she's consistently interested and that she doesn't feel like he's whipped. So it makes her consistently. Even if he is. He's like, I want to call her. I want to call her. It gives them that control. Okay, got it. And you think all of that stuff is what works. So what about just being a better listener or asking questions or being attentive in that way? Like some guys just, what about those skills? To be honest with you, those skills are based on the girls. Yeah. Because there are some some girls girls that don't want to communicate. And there are some girls who like, okay, please just don't listen. Just shut up and leave me alone. It depends on the girl. I mean, 
I communicate very well with my husband, but there's times I'm like, you know what? I just really rather you not say anything and we'll just deal with it later, you know? So I honestly think communication in that is based on each individual person that you're dating. Right. Because everybody has a different level of what they're more comfortable with. Do you ever teach any sex tips to the guys? Um... The tech, not really. I mean, to be honest with you, the only sex tips you really need to know is making sure you don't rush into sex, making sure you have foreplay. Girl, especially when she first is with a guy, she's more fascinated by that making out right. and that passion and that, oh my God, because she really, really wants to have sex with you, but you're making her wait for it. And that usually draws her in a lot faster than you actually just saying, I'm going to go and put it in and call exactly. it a In fact, when you do that, when you walk in the door and like you don't even touch our breasts and you unzip our pants and try to stick it in, we are not excited. We are no. not happy. We didn't even know like, you walked in the room. What happened? Like, right. And the foreplay <laughs> should not just be the, before the first time you have sex. The longer that men employ foreplay, can make out, making out is like the first thing that goes I, in a relationship. I, listen, I'm completely turned on by makeouts. Right. I would yeah. rather have makeouts than sex. And my husband rather have makeouts and blowjobs than sex. So it's perfect. So Perfect man you found. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let's just make out. I can give you a blowjob. Great. Perfect. You right. know? Yeah, exactly. No, but whatever it is, it works <laughs> I don't need out, but sex the whole time. Because for me, sometimes just I orgasm, and it sounds really weird, but oh, I get no. really wet. Right. From when I'm it. making out with a man. And sometimes you'll go and it goes straight into sex without that makeout. And then you're dry and you're trying right. to figure out how to keep yourself exactly. moist. If she's and wet, you guys, if she's not wet yet, when you go down there, then you need to go back up other and stuff. do Don't other just, stuff. Yeah, retreat, retreat. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do enough. We didn't do enough. Go back. Go back. That's like such a, that's so easy. I don't know why men don't. That is the best advice I've ever given. She's not wet. You're not doing your job. Yep. But so because some women don't get that wet. Some women have. But so, you still get some. That's why moisture. you use lube. But you get some moisture. Right. You should know if she's turning on. She has her breath quickening. You want to get to the point where she's begging you. She literally can't wait, wait to have sex for with you. you to do you it. You don't want to be like no, no, no. Because I hate. I mean, there's just I just even if you see someone for a while and they have a sex, they just go right for the pants. Like still touch my breast still make out with me still i do remember the my, my husband he would go and um he would go in the kitchen and he would like kiss my neck and like do little things and then he went through a phase where he would just go in the kitchen and just try to drop my pants while i'm doing the dishes right. like let's You're go like, at oh, it i'm like dude dishes. right i'm like seriously you just because they this? want that i'm like just can you kiss my neck and do a little bit of foreplay while I'm doing the dishes? And that way, by the time you're done kissing your neck, I'm sitting there leaving the dishes and saying, okay, I'm ready to go. Right. Good advice. That is such a <laughs> Did you do that? Did you listen? Yeah, he listens. See, now he knows. Right. Guys, now he knows. And now he doesn't so just simple. go and jump in. It's so simple. It's like communication. Like, you, this is how you learn your partner. Like, couples don't talk about this stuff. And then years ago, by and she's like, if only he kissed my neck. Yeah. Right? And then, <laughs> then you got a divorce and you could have just kissed her neck. Okay. Let's, let's talk about your next book. Also, how to land a rich man. I'm so gonna, this is for gold diggers? No. Okay. And I'm going to read. I created the title because we knew it would catch attention. It is a good title. So that's why the title just is It's like there. Sex with Emily. I don't have sex, actually. Yeah. I just talk about it. <laughs> just talk about it. But, yeah. But the book is about how to make yourself a better version of you to attract financially secure men. And a rich man is based on the level of a girl. So to someone, a rich man can be someone who makes $100,000. Right. To someone else, it might be someone who makes a million dollars, two million dollars. So when someone when someone looks at the book, it's not merely just about rich men in general, like multi multi millionaires. It's based on each level of the girl, so they can use it against them. But it talks about you ever go like, for instance, you're with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you the perfect example. Get to it. You're with your girlfriends and you're at a party and everything else, and you look at your girlfriend like, God, she looks great. Oh, I love her shoes. And you start admiring little things about each woman in a room. Mm-hmm. 
the reason why we do that is because we wish that there was a part of us that was like each and every right. one of those girls to make ourselves better. And what I teach in the book is how to go and make yourself that better person that you always look at someone else and you're like, oh, I want that. I teach that to a woman so that she can become that. And teaching them that rich men do not want girls who are not financially secure. And by financially secure, I'm not saying you have to make a ton of money. Right. These they rich don't men, want to think that you're going to ask a pair of rent on the second date. These rich men are happy if you make $20,000 a year. Right. Because that shows that you're trying. Right, exactly. So you're not the, just waiting around for some sugar daddy. Exactly. So for them, it, it teaches what rich men are looking for. You know, they want to back. It's so funny because you go back 10 years. 10 years ago, it was about I, a rich man wanted a beautiful face. Now, if you ask majority of the rich men, they would say, well, beautiful face depreciates like any other right. asset. And now they're looking for more substance with that beautiful face. Right. Oh, so good. I'm glad I, that's changed. Or they divorce her and get someone younger with beautiful no, face. No, a lot I of the rich men the that I'm around, um, and I'm around a lot of them. Right. Um, a lot of them are actually wanting substance now. Right. That's I love to hear that. So We're becoming, moving towards a more substance culture. Exactly. Culture. So the book teaches you how to create more substance, how to fit into their world, how to understand and educate yourself for all the different things so that you can actually speak instead of sounding like some dumb Barbie doll. Right. So you so it's training for women also to build it's their confidence in a way. Training to make a woman better for herself so that she can find that financially secure guy. So but so really at the end of the day though, she is looking for a guy to take care of her. Is that why she wants you're are you just saying um, that men who are successful and financially it's someone who's it's good. To, like I always say, like at my age where I'm at, I'm like, I want to date a guy who's successful. I don't care if he's like a gazillionaire, but because I'm, you know, you want to date you, someone who's, look, so that's the aspirational part. Is that, that like, about, if someone didn't have yeah. a job and he was lying around not doing anything. Exactly. I, I wouldn't be interested just because I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, not a gold digging book. It's, I'm, I want to make sure whoever I date is either the same as me or better. Right. I don't want to date someone below me. And it's nothing that I'm being this rude, obnoxious person is to be honest, most divorces happen because of financial issues. Right. It's because sex. Financial, it's financial, financial sex or sex. Kids. So you basically are going to end up in a divorce if you're fighting about money. You can't pay the bills. So if you can avoid that by securing yourself a financially secure guy, you know what? Yes, there's love and marriage. Yes, there's, you know, passion and all those things. But how many times you see rich men going and saying, I need you to sign a prenup. That makes it a business arrangement. Exactly. So why as a woman, you can't go in there and be a little bit more strategic and be like the same way you're being strategic about your money. I'm being strategic about the men that I choose. Right. So if he asks you for a prenup, you say no. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the man asking for a prenup. But then you're not even getting his success if you I guess if you don't get divorced. I'm Wrong. Just, I jump to the fact that he's going to get No, oh, because if you first of all, in any prenups, you put clauses in. Right. He cheats on you is this. If you've been right. married for this period of time, you get a certain you get amount. A certain amount. Right. But to be honest, a prenup is anything that he's made before. That doesn't mean that it counts oh, right. for she anything gets half, Exactly. Then he just starts hiding it once you get married. No, just kidding. So, but really. But, but what <laughs> – no, but what are the so, – so – so you're saying to women, like, if you haven't thought, because I guess a lot of them maybe think it's a wealthy guy's beneath me. He'll look at me in a certain way. But because I've never thought about that. I mean, I like, I mean, I've dated guys with money. I've dated artists. I've dated everyone. But I never prioritize that because now that I I, I am, have had more success, I mean, it's just nicer. I don't want, I don't want to be paying for dinner the whole time. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. And also, I think that's interesting is that you can learn. I've, I have a lot of uh, wealthy friends and I've dated men. And I, mostly the men I've dated with money, I just, I admire them usually for what they think. They're usually like self-made or they, they've, they've created something or they're passionate about their job. Like 
if you're successful, it's not even just about the money. It's like it's that you you really excel at something, and that's sexy. The fact that you're passionate and you love what you do and you created this this amazing job, this wealth, whatever it is, like that's attractive in a way that's you know even more than you can go buy me this dress that I really want at Barney's, which I actually really do want. But you know what? <laughs> it, which is great. I mean, you know what's the good thing about with this finding a rich man thing? The girls will go and they'll say, okay, I want this rich guy and everything else. And they're like, but you're asking me to change so much about myself. And I'm like, well, just think about it. If you start changing certain things to make yourself better and this rich guy gets attracted to you, he's going to help you grow to be better. So at one point, you're no longer going to need this rich guy because of your own growth so and what how, he brings to the table. Of what they cha- t- give me an example of like, like the top thing, two things that you tell women to change at the um, beginning or that you, they have work on about themselves. One is presence. Um, and I'm not saying you have to be absolutely beautiful because if you go and Google a lot of these rich men, you don't see right. the most beautiful princesses on their side. But, you know, keep yourself maintained, making sure, you know, you work out, you dress up nice, you wear your hair and your makeup nice. You have to maintain yourself, period. That's one. Two, um, educate yourself. Um, that would be most important. Learn a little bit about arts, politics, economics, everything. Because when you're in these environments, you're going to have these discussions. And if all you can say is, uh, 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 they're not going to give you time of day. They're just going to think, oh, you're just some dumb girl that they're keeping around. Right. And who's the vice president? Exactly. And the third thing is, even if you're making 10, 15, 20,000, keep your debt ratio low. Um, a guy wants a woman that he doesn't have to worry Debt-free. about taking. He'll do a background check on you. Exactly. These guys. So you can make a little bit of money, but try to keep your debt as low as possible so that he sees that you're actually so you're you're working on making sure you're financially secure, and that attracts him to um to your, to you a little bit more because then he doesn't have to worry about you wasting and spending his money. Okay, that 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 that, that that's great advice for women, I guess, all around that they should. Yeah, feel good about because that will give them confidence. Because we're just saying that men sometimes don't have a lot of confidence to ask that women that women are insecure about their looks, their weight, um, maybe yeah, their financial position, and they don't feel good but about themselves, so they don't feel that they're worthy for someone to date. And that's most of the time why women, people are not in relationships is because they feel bad about themselves, men and women. I have this girlfriend of mine, and um, she was going to date a really good friend of mine. And it was like the perfect relationship. I was like, I got this. They're going to be together. And she ruined it. And I asked her, why did you ruin it? She goes, because he's above my status. Oh, right. And I'm like, she she deserved what it. do you mean? I was like, you were exactly perfect for what he was looking for. And she's like, yeah, but he's above me. He's this. And I was like, that's the problem. You can't think that they're above you. You got to make sure that you guys are equal. And it doesn't matter that he makes more money than you. If you right. can mess with his mind and make him feel that he's you're challenging his brain, then guess what? He's not above you exactly. then. Exactly. Now you're an equal. Don't even think like that. Like, I never think that anyone is ever above me or below me. I don't, I, my, 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 but that's how my mind works. I've never done that with anyone. But if you can somehow switch your thinking, I think it comes from maybe your upbringing or what your parent or whatever. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people are insecure like that. They, they are constantly comparing themselves to others. Mm-hmm. And you just got to, every time you find yourself going off in those spaces where you're feeling bad about yourself, I always tell you, if you can catch yourself in that thought and like say three positive things to yourself or whatever, because it's, it's your mind. I say it's never good to say anything negative about yourself. Right, exactly. You should always go and determine what your positives, do a list of things you want to change and things that you like. And work off that list, but don't make negatives because if you have negatives and a negative process is working your head and that's what drives you to make the wrong choices, 
Exactly, because you don't exactly. So even before you get in a relationship, you need to do some of this work on yourself before you can find a healthy person for you. Because when you're not healthy, you're like half a person, and you're going to find someone else who's half a person because they haven't done their work, and then you're going to end up, and maybe you'll make one person, but it won't be a very good couple. I'll tell you that. (laughs) So okay, Shyla, thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate it. People can find you at moneylovesuccess.com. You have a lot going on there. They can get your books, your programs. They can get books, programs, seminars, one-on-one consultations. Um, you can also call one eight four four for success which is my direct line to okay. my company to speak to me as well. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much thank for being you. on the show. That's awesome. And also one more thing I have to say is um, another one of our sponsors that we have to just give a shout out to, is, which is why I can do the show for you, is the very best number one male selling sex toy, which is a flashlight. Have you ever used a flashlight in your career? Or seen no, one? but I have a couple of girlfriends that have flashlights with their names on it. And they do. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it feels like having sex for men. Even if you don't have a partner, the flashlight is the most popular male sex toy. It simulates the sensations of sex. It was engineered to look and feel like the real deal. And some guys think it feels better than sex. I mean, I hope it does. I hope you like that sex still. But go to sexemily.com slash flashlight to get your flashlight. That's sexwithemily.com slash flashlight. And also, it helps people with stamina, guys with stamina who don't last long enough, like we were talking about earlier. And I just gave one to a friend. He's like, I'd leave my wife if it could cook. If it could cook. So uh, <laughs> check that out. Shy Love, thank you so much for being Thank on the show. You. Thanks, Anderson, for being so wonderful per use. And uh, anything else you have to say, Anderson? It's very noisy in here. There's a lot of a lot of chatter. Going What's going on? on? We got Love Line coming up. Oh, hey, what? New film vault for uh, film listeners, film film viewers, film watchers. Film if vault you is your me, podcast. Film vault. If you can hear me over over Drew. Yeah. Cameron. But we did summer uh, preview, Ooh. which is a really good episode. All, all the five biggest movies you need to know about. Everyone, check it. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sex with Emily, and thanks so much for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. I am Emily, the host of Sex with Emily. Good Vibrations carries the hottest toys and vibes. I love the Jeju Mimi because it's discreet yet extremely powerful and great for couple sex. Find out how much pleasure your body can really handle. Use coupon code EMILY for 15% off at sexwithemily.com slash goodvibes. Perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger, host of the Art of Charm podcast, the number one dating and relationships advice podcast in iTunes. I'm Emily Morris, host of the Sex with Emily podcast, the number one sex and relationship podcast on iTunes and at sexwithemily.com. And this is just the tip. You know, something that uh, I never thought that I would be a fan of that, you know, cropped up a little bit lately is dirty talk. You know, and it's funny because every guy's like, I totally do that. Or they're like, I'd never do that. But I feel like you change, you can fall right into this and sometimes it can be pretty awesome. Exactly. I think that couples, you know, you're right. It's not for everyone, but the couples who do get into it, I think can really be that extra spice that a relationship needs. And also the brain is our largest sex organ, mm-hmm. truly, especially for women. We want to hear words. We do want to be turned on. I mean, they might, in dirty talk, a great way to start, I always say is, Describe a situation. Describe it as happening. So you feel so great right now, or I love the way I feel inside you. I mean, it doesn't have to be like you don't have to get into like the hardcore or whatever, but you can just start by, you know, describing what's happening in the moment. Right. It doesn't have to be like disgusting. No, right. or explaining what you'd like to do. Like, I can't wait to get home tonight and take your clothes off. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Maybe that's like starting, a starting point, but just describe the things that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, except for those other things that you're thinking. Right, except for don't, don't ever share your true feelings. <laughs> right. probably. Just like, I can't wait to see you later. You looked so hot when you right. left this morning. Like, it just can start in small ways. Right, exactly. Okay, so cool. And how do you test the waters for this? Like, maybe whisper something in her ear like, hey, I can't wait to get you home later. And then see if she's like, ooh, that's hot. Or if she's like, mind your manners. Exactly. Man. And then right. if she does that, yeah, she might not be, she might not be, uh, she might, she might not, not be, be the candidate for it. For but, you know, I also know people who sexed all the time, and they're like, oh, yeah, I sent this girl a really hot text, and she was like, didn't respond. Or she was yeah. like, smiley face. He's like, there I knew. I was like, shut down. <laughs> Winky. Like, Here's Wink, a- you're not contributing to the sex? I guess this isn't going to happen. Right. So you got to test it out first. Here's a picture of my dick. Winky face. Right. That's right. so funny. Or she deletes your number. Right. right. Lose, quote, unquote, loses your number. Right. If you guys want to learn more from The Art of Charm about dating, relationships, and even networking for business, visit us at theartofcharmpodcast.com or check us out on iTunes and follow me on Twitter at The Art of Charm. And check out the Sex with Emily podcast at sexwithemily.com and on iTunes if you want to have the best sex of your life, that is. Also, follow me on Twitter at sexwithemily.